Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Family Health Podcast, a podcast for families and leaders that want to strengthen families. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach, and researcher, and speaker on topics such as trauma, abuse, sexual ethics, and gender, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we'll be focusing on four areas. See these as a quadrant, your health, your purpose, your relationships, and your work. Each week, we'll be diving into one of these four areas with the goal of challenging you and encouraging you in building strong families. We're sponsored by the Family Launch Academy, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to see their children launched well into adulthood, prepared for what's to come. Find out more about the community, resources, courses, trainings, and Q&As with me, Dr. Gilbert, and the Family Launch Academy by joining our free Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Family Launch Academy. Now let's get into this week's episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about kinder to elementary age, a crucial, crucial age of having some of those more difficult conversations, but leading and teaching our children about topics of gender and sexuality. Um, These are excerpts from my book, I Can't Say That. You can order that at ICan'tSayThat.com or Amazon or Barnes & Noble. So let's get into um, kinder to elementary age, ages about 6 to 10-ish. That bundle of joy and energy that joined your family over six years ago is not the same person he or she once was back then. Their needs are different. Their questions are longer and more detailed. During this age range, our children are absorbing the culture of the home as well as the world around them. They begin to absorb the energy of a home at birth, but somewhere around age six, it becomes more about the culture. Their vocabulary is growing by leaps and bounds. Their opinions and personalities are not only being formed, but already already becoming more solidified. Therefore, we must stay ahead of the curve regarding micro-conversations on sex, sexuality, gender, and various other issues they will soon face. Imagine your eight-year-old today. He is full of life and energy, and his personality is being established. He is changing almost daily as his body prepares for puberty and his mind begins to shift its focus onto attractions and desires. Honestly and truthfully, the average age a child in America views pornography is nine. Most of the parents I talk to believe and say that their child is the exception. I then talked to their children in college, and those parents were wrong. Their children were the norm, hiding behind the shame, afraid of being exposed, living in fear, and living full of desire gone mad, which is lust. Is your son prepared to face his first exposure to a naked picture on a screen? What about a video? Is your daughter ready to see those images as she processes where she is at in comparison? This can be a terrifying time. Who are they going to talk to about these experiences? Do not wait for them to approach you with their questions or to confess to what they have been exposed to. You must be the one to initiate dialogue, asking questions of your own. Keep the conversation short, though, so you can have them often. These are called micro-conversations. Conversations begin with you, the parent. Most parents would love to ignore, delete, deny the existence of, and never address these issues with their sons and daughters. Honestly, most well-intentioned parents ignore the fact that their sons could get a girl pregnant at a young age or that their daughters could conceive at a very young age as well. This is why we must prepare them. It is our responsibility and duty 
to them and those that they have relationships with. Between the ages of 6 and 10, most kids are looking for answers. They are ready for those to be blunt and explicit. Give it to them. Be honest. Be casual. But remember that in every response, you are helping them form their belief system about sex, sexuality, gender, and their bodies. Your silence preaches. Also, the world is speaking loud and clear through movies, music, online videos, and social media about its beliefs on these things. Be a constant in your child's life. There are key areas that ought to be covered during this formative stage when most parents would prefer to ignore the fact that they are soon to be a young man or woman. You should continue using the correct terms. Call a penis a penis, call a vagina and vulva just that. It is very important that a discussion about masturbation occurs during this time of life. Are they ready? Prepare them for what they are about to feel, desire, and potentially obsess about if they are not careful. This is the time in your child's life the conversations need to deepen. Focus on a more thorough understanding of anatomy, as well as what is about to change in their bodies and those of the opposite gender. Prepare them to face the onslaught of sexual images they will notice at the checkout stands and entertainment and people they pass on the street. Be sure not to shame covered body parts. It is about dignity and modesty. These are not dirty words. Take the time now to establish a foundation regarding dating. What are the guidelines and expectations of boyfriend-girlfriend relationships? Explain your ethos when they are still willing to listen to you and pray that they will take it in and adopt it as their own for their success, health, and future well-being. Teach them about abuse more thoroughly. Explain the real world. Help them see that there is evil in the world and that not everyone has their best interest at heart. Let them know that they have the right and power to choose to say no and to stand up for themselves. Prepare them to fight back. Another issue facing children between the ages of 6 and 10 is learning to overcome disappointment and rejection. It is much better for them to face small hurts now and learn coping skills than to protect them from consequences and render them incapable of facing bigger hurts later in life. One of the biggest questions and areas of concern for many in this stage of life has now become that of sexual identity. Who am I attracted to? What do I do with these feelings? Is this right? Good? Okay? Biblical? Will I ever be loved or accepted or find that one person? I know that it seems like it is too soon. It is not, though, when you consider the culture and time we live in. You want this ethos in their heart before they are making decisions with their body. You want them to have an ethos that is so settled and strong that when they are faced with a choice to make, it is, it's a no-brainer for them. The truth is, there is no such thing as the talk. This is the age when some parents decide to have the talk. Most actually wait to do it in the next stage. This is a one-time lecture that tells their kids about the birds and the bees and answers all their questions in one fell swoop. As I have mentioned before, parents report that they have had this conversation with their children, but their children say, my parents never talked to me about sex. Obviously, there's a disconnect here. One awkward evening is not going to open up the doors of conversation. My recommendation is to begin at birth and have constant, continual micro-conversations so that your kids can say, my parents were always talking to me about sex. Discuss marriage on an ongoing basis. Use stories that you've heard, scenes in movies or TV shows, and occurrences around your home to teach 
train, and prepare your children to have a biblical sexual ethic. Between the ages of 6 and 10, our children are on a fact-finding mission about their world. Boundaries become even more important. What is occurring in your child's life during this age? I can almost assure you that they have been exposed to pornography. They begin noticing gender differences, their bodies, others' bodies, and their own desires. They are being told by culture and well-meaning friends and family that they are expected to have a boyfriend or girlfriend. This should be reframed quickly. How? Set the stage at home by discussing dating, the opposite sex, and attraction ahead of time before they are even interested. Plant the seeds of understanding that other families and friends will expect a young boy or girl to date by 13 or 14, but we want something different for you, something better, and this is why. Teach them early. Crucial talking points. Have you ever intentionally discussed with your son how he should talk about women, their clothing, their bodies, their beauty, their sexuality, their minds, their hearts, their souls? Do your sons have a biblical sexual ethic and boundaries? What are they picking up from you in the way you treat your wife, your mother, and other women around you? When was the last time you purposely discussed what men are like with your daughter? The fragility of the male ego, their insecurities, their lusts and desires, boundaries, bodies, differences, sexuality, minds, hearts, and souls. What are they learning at home about the roles of men and women? Remember, if we don't have these micro-conversations, someone else will. The micro-conversations that you have with your sons and daughters between the ages of 6 and 10 are probably the most critical training for all that is to come. Help them to develop a biblical sexual ethic early, surrounding their bodies, desire, sex, dating, marriage, pornography, and the like. I hope you're leading your family and your, your children intentionally. In the next episode, I'm going to get into some critical talking points for you to use to begin with. They're not exhaustive, but it's to get you pointed in the right direction. Some children are less mature and need less, but most are smarter than we realize, and we have minimized their intelligence for our own comfort. Every child of this age is watching and absorbing our home's energy and culture. This forms the foundation for all that is to come in their future desires, compulsions, and obsessions. Will your child remember all these discussions that you have had with them? No, they won't. But the seed you've planted will be quietly growing and it works subconsciously. This is the laying of a foundations. These are micro-conversations that are giving them places to hang future learning, context for decision-making, and the empowerment to use wisdom and discernment to make great decisions when they are young. In the face of harm, they are much more likely to fight or flee rather than to freeze. This is a huge game changer for their future as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Family Health Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence and definitely not alone. Find out more about marriage and family life coaching and consulting at HealingLives.com. I want to help you and your family be successful in marriage, love, life, and family. Thank you to our sponsor, the Family Launch Academy. To get your family moving in the right direction quickly, check out our website, HealingLives.com, for available options that will serve your family best, from counseling and coaching to seminars, online courses, and more. It is an honor to serve.